Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Greetings, salutations, and a delightful hello whenever and wherever you are while listening to this little ditty of a podcast. It is great to see that you have planes walked your way into the Unlucky Lounge here in historic Montescrew Manor for another episode of Draft and Draft. My name is Corey, your limited lore master, denizen of this local establishment, and with me today, a very special kind of guy, not just a 2 2 for 2, not just a bear, but today also my savvy co host, Borak. Good to see you pulled out the tux to. You do not look foolish. You look dapper, and that tux is important because today is a very special game show edition of Draft and Draft. But before we get to that, a few bits of housekeeping. First off, as always, this podcast is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out at Believe.com or wherever you download your podcasts for great content. They are still rolling along despite anything that's happening amongst those planes. If you are staying in, then go ahead and check out their website, bleav.com, for more great content to keep those hours filled with fun entertainment. And this podcast, as always, is brought to all of you out there in La La Land, between the plains and the blind eternities, wherever you might be. So please, check me out on socials, Corey Demone Enriquez on Instagram. You can find me at Twitter, at Draft and Draft Corey, and of course, at our Patreon, Draft and Draft, an MTG podcast. Well, that's enough with our housekeeping. The sources room is put away in the conjurer's closet, and now it's time for us to roll out the red carpet. Cue the lights. Let's get the energy going because you see, folks, it is time for us to open up the event hall in Monoscrew Manor. That's right, it has been out of commission, but now today the doors are swinging open and we are going to be having our very first game show offering here on Draft and Draft as we are going to play a little something we like to call Excess or Make Sense By the way, Borak, great work on the kazoo there you see, folks, in this episode, we are going to bring some of the cards in the new set Ikoria up to the event stage in Monoscrew Manor, and they are going to be playing our game to see whether or not certain card combinations are excess or make sense. Now, we'll get to the rules and the specifics in just a moment, but before we head on over to the event lounge, let's go ahead and cheers to everyone's health, everyone's happiness. It's time for the untapped. Ah, all right, we're fueled, we are set. I'm heading over to get into places for showtime. Borak, do me a favor, give me an intro, my man. Oh my god, please stop it, you're too kind. I gotta say, I haven't seen this much excitement since when I was telling my folks I was moving out of the house. I don't know if those tears were out of joy or sadness. 
But in any case, welcome everyone to Excess or Make Sense, the game show where we're going to bring some of our newest cards from the latest Magic sets onto the main stage to see if their combination of cards, well, if they're excess or if they make sense. The game is quite simple. Our cards are going to be presented with three separate options. Cards that, on their surface level, look like they would pair perfectly with this individual card. But the card can only choose one of the three. And they're going to determine if each one makes sense or is excess. And hopefully, at the end, we're going to find a limited combo made in heaven. Or whatever Ikoria's equivalent of heaven is. Well, I can confidently say that tonight is not about discussing theology. No, tonight is about finding our cards perfect match made in limited. So let's go ahead and introduce our first card of the night. It is a 3-4 four for 4 mana coming from the red color pie with the newest mutate mechanic. It is a weird combination of a porcupine and a parrot. Please give a round of applause to Porcuparrot. Porky Parrot, welcome to the game show. Accessor makes sense. Great to have you joining us, but I need to know, are you ready to find your limited match for life? Well, that is great to hear. And did anyone ever tell you that you kind of sound like a chicken? Whoa, whoa, that was just an observation, not trying to offend anyone. It's fine, don't worry about it. We'll just edit it all in post. Anyway, back to the show. Porky Parrot, your matches are all lined up and they are excited to meet you. So without further ado, let's go and present our three cards that could be Porky Parrot's limited match for life. First off, a 1-1 one, one for 1 going great into a curve combining with you, Porky Parrot, an ability to tap and deal 1 damage to each opponent, but more importantly, an ability to untap whenever you cast a non-creature spell. Give it up for Blister Spit Gremlin! Next up to the instant side of things, it is a targeted plus one plus three until end of turn to you. Of course, it gives you a reach counter for only one green mana, but most importantly, it untaps you. It's Sudden Splinterettes! And finally, we're going to the evasion side of life with a 1-3 flyer for one and a blue. But as we know, when you mutate, you get to retain all of its abilities, which includes an untap ability for one and a blue. Give it up for the lovely Glimmer Bell. <laughs> Well, Porky Parrot, those are your three cards you could be potentially matched with in this limited format of Ikoria. Initial impressions, what do you think about them? You're right, Porky Parrot, it is difficult. It's not just about what goes well with you, it's what goes well with the entire format. But we're going to help you out. You see, this game show is called Excess or Makes Sense. In fact, Two 
of these three cards are what we deem as excess or excessive or unnecessary. And one of them truly makes sense. Now, Porcupard, if you can correctly identify that one card that makes the most sense for you, Borak, tell them what you'll win! Thank you, Borak, for that. Wow, those are some big prizes for you and your Make Sense match. So, Porcupard, are you ready to dig in and find that one? Excellent. Then let's go ahead and begin with our second card, Sudden Splinterettes. It's a low-costing instant. It leaves you with something behind a reach counter and then taps you for your activated ability to ping something. The question is, does this instant speed spell that gives you plus one, plus three until end of turn, is it excess or make sense? You answered excess, and that is... Correct! Yes, a one green instant that gives your creature just plus one, plus three, not very good for combat tricks, and the reach counter doesn't feel like it's going to be that relevant in the long term. Don't get me wrong, the untap is cute, but Porcuparrot, as much as I love you, I don't think you can make a bad card good. Sorry, Sudden Splinterettes. Well done, Porcuparrot, but... It's not over yet. You still have to find that one limited match for life. One is a 1-1 one, one that untaps when you cast non-creature spells. The other is a flyer that untaps you for one and a blue. One puts you into another color, one keeps you in red. The question is, which one do you think is your make sense match? You are saying Glimmerbell. The 1-3 flyer for 1 blue, 2 on tap. When mutated, that is your make sense match. And your answer of Glimmerbell is... Correct! Glimmerbell is, in fact, your make sense match. Congratulations, you two. You get to take home our grand prize. But let's take a second to thank Blister Spit Gremlin. It's a great card, and combined with Porky Parrot is a fun combination, but we have to ask ourselves just how many non-creature spells are we going to cast? And even if we do, getting an extra point of damage, is it truly worth it? To me, it feels maybe after we mutate for the second time, but we still don't know just how fragile that is. But that's enough talking about Blister Spit Gremlin. Porky Parrot, go ahead and meet your match. These two are truly a match made in limited heaven. You put these two together and for just two mana you get to untap it and deal more damage. Not to speak if you somehow give this combination a lifelink counter or even a death touch counter. Talk about build your own answer everything. I love this duo right here. Oh my god. Gosh, Parcel Beast, what are you doing here? It's the 2-4 that mutates for a green and a blue and has an activated ability that's like Coiling Oracle. You weren't supposed to be at this game show. 
What is going on? Porcupine just took a big scratch to the eye from the parcel beast, and now the Porcupine is pecking back at him. It's evolving into utter chaos here, all for the heart of the lovely Glimmer Bell. This is turning into an episode of Jerry Springer real quick. All right, that's enough. Horak, get us the commercial break. We need to get security out here. Security! I haven't really woken up. Oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Welcome back, all of my listeners, to the Unlucky Lounge, where, before the break, things got just a little out of hand with our game show, wouldn't you say, Borok? It was a little silly, it was a little wacky, a little zany, but I feel like this medium is such a good way to open up conversation on some of these mutate cards. You see, after already spending just a little bit of time watching our streamers at Twitch, there's a very clear realization that these mutate creatures are going to be more than just what the cards are printed. They're going to be a sum of their whole. And I think that's the thesis of Ikoria. You're not going to just have a 3-3 three, three for 3. You're going to have a 3-3 three, three for 3 that could do a bunch of different stuff. Now, granted, when you mutate on to multiple cards, you're certainly getting into a place where just maybe you're quite vulnerable to removal. But it seems like there's a lot of intrinsic card selection and card value between the cycling and the looting mechanics that are going to help us keep gas going in this format. So I don't think it's as necessarily vulnerable to put more than one creature on top of themselves. You're exactly right, Borok. Things are going to be complicated. While all that on top of it, things are going to be entering the red zone. This mutate mechanic being intrinsically a value-based mechanic, yet giving the larger things you're playing haste, is going to bring this push and pull in the format that we haven't seen in quite some time. And honestly, I just skimmed the surface of what a card like Porky Parrot can do. We brought up an instant, we brought up ways to untap it, but what about when Porky Parrot gets other types of counters? Take, for example, the common piker known as Boot Nipper. This is a 2-1 for 1 and a black, and when Boot Nipper enters the battlefield, it gets your choice of a Death Touch counter or a Lifelink counter. So let's say you play that on 2, and then on turn 3, you mutate your Porky Parrot on top of the Boot Nipper, and all of a sudden, now it has either a Death Touch counter or a Lifelink counter, which allows you to get ahead on the damage race if you're lifelinking, or almost worse, you can destroy your opponent's 2 or 3 drop by just activating your Porcupine right away. 
This is a one-two punch that is a perfect example of how Mutate builds into it two card synergies that mitigate the two-for-one value loss that you could be getting. But let's keep going from there. Let's go back to Porcuparrot's Make Sense Match of Glimmerbell. You've got this Porcuparrot that has the ability to untap at your leisure. But now we add on top of it the ability counter cycle. Let's say you splash a little bit of black in there somewhere. You cycle your Void Beckoner, which when you cycle this 8-8 Death Toucher for 8, you get a Death Touch counter on a creature you control. You've now simulated the Boot Nipper ability of combining it with Porky Parrot, now with Glimmer Bell. You've got yourself a shotgun that you can just destroy all of your opponent's creatures. And again, all of this is just with commons and uncommons in the set. We have to be looking beyond just the surface level and figuring out what 1-2 card combinations are going to be the most pungent things in the Ikoria limited environment. Folks, we're not just going to be casting Centaur Coursers or in this set a 3-3 with Trample with Upside at common. Not going to get to that, but we have to do more than just curve out. We have to figure out how we're going to create our massive abominations, our massive behemoth-like creatures, and combine them into unstoppable forces. And we can't be afraid of falling into the two-for-one value. Because there's so much intrinsicness in what we are creating, that it's going to be something that we aren't going to see for a very, very long time in a limited format. So I am excited to get my hands dirty in Ikoria. I'm excited to be able to put together these creatures, and hopefully you are too. And so, my unlucky lounge rats, at this moment, it's my call to arms out to you. What kind of cards do you think also would go well with this porky parrot of a conundrum that we have in front of us? Did the ones I list make sense as combinations, or are they in fact excess? Was there something that I missed that could in fact be game-breaking to the format? And do we like this game show format going into a particular deep dive analysis into a singular card? Since we're in this land of behemoths where things can change on a dime, I think a more focused approach into an individual card and the best ways that it can in fact be abused is a more apt way to start looking at the plane of Ikoria. So I want to know if you think the exact same thing as me. So as always, I invite all of my unlucky lounge rats out there to go ahead and post your thoughts. Find me at Twitter at Draft and Draft Corey. You can find me on Instagram at Corey Demon Enriquez, or of course, check out our Patreon at Draft and Draft, an MTG podcast. Let us know what you think of this mutate mechanic. Is it super vulnerable to things like the big removal spells, or do we think that the intrinsic value is going to be something that helps us push forward and through the challenges that might be facing us in a land where creatures rule and humans drool? You know, Borok, I don't know. Just the little catchphrase from the Little Rascals popped into my head, and I just went with it. You know what, wise guy? Why don't you try this for a change? Why don't you tell me what is the 
optimal thing that you could possibly put with Porcuparrot. A deep fryer and a side of honey mustard. Brock, that was dark, even for you. Well, it looks like I've found the bottom of another bottle, and so we've reached the end of yet another episode. Thanks to all of my unlucky lounge rats for tuning in once more, and join us again next week as we continue to explore this behemoth-sized plane known as Ikoria. And until then, stay safe, stay sane, and go and make some magical memories of your own. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.